Everybody, RC Alienation version 2.0. This is Dan, and with me is Calum and Rob. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? What's happening? Not a lot. Uh, show number seven, Blade Giveaway. Siete. Mm-hmm. We did get in touch with the winner, and we'll be putting that clip in here shortly. Yeah. It's been kind of a crazy week. Did you guys get any flying in? Yeah, yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. Tell us all about it, Rob. Well, um, I flew your Fusion a few times. I almost tanked it a couple times, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, um, I, some of the Facebook users will have seen uh, I put that uh, picture up. I stripped the gear on the on the Fusion the other day. Um, it was kind of cold out, and I I just you know plugged everything in. I went out and I immediately went up and and did like some TikToks, and uh, I don't know I must have loaded up or something. And uh, stripped the gear, so um, got it down in one piece. That was fine, uh, so that was good to go there. Uh, but uh, the other day, though, I was flying and I I flew it right in and back out of a pine tree, <laughs> which was uh, kind of spooky. But um, didn't hurt anything. Didn't actually touch the tree at all. Um, just went between two big branches while I was doing a funnel. So it was vertical, going sideways. Uh, like between one uh, branch and another branch and just flew right through it at full speed and came right back out the other side. And Close call, but uh, yeah, yeah, your bird's in one piece still, so. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the Facebook pictures. Yeah. I got some uh, some of those black gears on the way to you, those new yeah. upgraded gears coming to you. So. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll have to get those on there. Yeah. How about you, Cal? What have you been up to? Right, I've been up to well, um, uh, hmm. Besides uh, annoying me. Aha, hee hee. Um, well, um, I have been doing some amazing things recently, mm-hmm. uh, and I have clocked about, hmm, let me think, about zero hours flying this week. Ooh. I know. Big time. Uh, yeah, I've got other things on my mind at the moment. Besides flying, I guess um, it's one of those phases where um, you know I got to think about learning to drive. That's my main priority at the moment, and with that as well, the flying season's coming to the end. Um, you know, it's winter starts to settle in. You know, it just becomes a bit. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm still hardcore that I will go out, but I doubt as much. Um, so other activities are taken over. That learning to drive and a few other things I think is going to take most of my uh, winter up. And of course I still clock a bit of flying in as well. Right. But, 
Yeah. Did you uh, drive business, man? Yeah. Did you pick up a sim? For, did you pick up a sim for that? Remember we were uh, talking about that last show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got a no. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Isn't there there? You could get like one of those uh, one of those Xbox games for driving simulator. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what they're. they're yeah, because that's called. Uh, I mean that that's a real sim that is. It sure it is. It's just about as real as a simulator. We fly for helicopters, isn't it? Yeah, but we have controls. We have a realistic controller. I guess. Ah. Uh, ah. You know, I don't... Well, yeah, you can get a game. Uh, I suppose you can get, like, a steering wheel and pedals <laughs> and stuff. I actually do have one somewhere, but, um... No. Uh. You know, that actually reminds me when I was a kid, and this really dates me. Rob, you may remember this. You may not. When I, I'm, I'm talking six or seven years old we had this this game it was a a big game that sat on a table and had a steering wheel and on that steering wheel it, it was like a plastic it was like a conveyor belt right the inside the game yeah and yeah it had, it had a road it had a road that would wind and on the steering wheel there was a yeah there was like a car you could control to keep it on the road anyway yeah 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 there, there's a good driving sim for you <laughs> there you go <laughs> hey, hey I, guys real quick I, yeah. I i hate to break rank here um, apparently my wife is, uh, overdrunk. My wife's friend just came through the door here and said, Hey, you, you gotta come get your wife. I gotta go <laughs> regulate for a sec. All right, dude, guys. Dude, dude, got, you've got to take a video camera. Oh, she's back in. All right, cool. So I went to a five finger death punch concert on the 24th last Monday. Cool. How was that for you? It was a pretty good show. What do you call that, Callum? Four fingers and one thumb death punch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One at four fingers, one appendage. Opposable <laughs> death punch. I'm not that familiar with their music, but I saw that video that you put up, and it, it looked like it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. The first band was pretty horrendous, but uh, the next three bands, Hatebreed, All the Remains, and, of course, Five Finger Death Punch. Great show. If you're if you're into that kind of music, come in your area, yeah. check it out. Cool. As far as flying, I did get one day in this week. Weather's really cold. I mean, it's pretty damn. When it's not overcast and raining or snowing, it's it's windy. But there was one day I was able to get in, and I don't know, I got five or six flights on the X5 and a couple flights on the 600, so that made it a pretty good week. Yeah, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, it's just been kind of a slow week, and I guess, you know, flying season's kind of winding down, so huh. what can we say? Hey, check it out. Listen. See if you can hear this. Where's he at? Aww. Meow. Did you just have to? Did you have to squeeze him real hard to get him to meow? <laughs> no. <laughs> this might so this is this is the kitten that you saved off the side of the road. It is, yeah, the rescue cat. Yeah. We need yeah, the there. one. The, the one your wife doesn't like. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she doesn't. She's a fair weather pet friend, I think. I don't know. She loves the cat, but you know, if she sees the cat box, she's like, "Oh, s- silly cat," you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But. No, yeah, this is uh, the kitten I saved. Some some of you guys saw it on Facebook on my wall. You know, I, this poor cat was out in the middle of the road on my way home from work one day, and I just couldn't leave it sit there because it, it wouldn't stay off the road, and probably three or four cars almost hit the thing. And so here's me acting kind of like a traffic cop out there stopping cars and shit. And so I scooped the cat up, and I looked around to try and find if, you know, somebody was an owner or, like, one of the houses around there or whatever, and... Nobody 
at all, you know. So I brought it home, and my wife was at work, and she got <laughs> home, and she comes in the house, and she comes around the corner, and I, the first thing I said to her, I was like, don't kill me. And she looks at me, and I got the cat. I'm sitting on the couch, and the cat's on my head on the couch, you know, and she looks at me, and she rolls her eyes. She's like, oh, you know, and but no, it grew on her pretty quick, and so now yeah. we got a little kitten, a little addition to the house, and it's got a little crooked end of his tail, like it got stuck in a door or something. I don't know, but she's pretty nice. We named her Bear. I saw the picture of it laying on your dog. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised. Yeah. I got a big boxer, medium-sized dog, you know, and the boxer didn't uh, want to have the cat for lunch, so that was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty. So it's probably time for some news, huh? What do you guys think? Mm. News of the day! <laughs> news of the decade. Hey, this is Curtis Youngblood. Hey, this is Matt Botus. Hi, everyone. This is Bobby Watts. Hey, everyone. This is Gary, a.k.a. Custom from Helira. This is Burt Camerary. This is Pinion, and you're listening to the greatness that is RC Heli Nation. So what do you guys got? I don't really have much, if anything. I don't know. I got some news. What uh, do you got? A lot of you guys know about the Parrot AR drone. Everybody's kind of seen that. It kind of had some fervor when it first came out. Uh, you could fly it with your iPhone or your iPad, stuff like that. It's got the cameras on it and all that good stuff. And I've seen one in person. It's actually a pretty cool little gadget, you know. And But I don't have an iPhone or anything like that, you know. So I was like, well, it's not for me. You know, I, I, I don't have anything to fly it with. But apparently the guys at the, uh, at that company, they put out a, an Android app now. So the AR drone is now you can fly it with the Android phones or Android tablets or you just need Android 2.2 uh, and then get the update on the Parrot uh, on the drone itself. And then you can use your, your uh, smartphone, uh, your Android phone accelerometers or anything you can do on the iPhone and stuff. You can do the same stuff with the Android phone and stuff uh, to fly the thing. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, now that they've got that, that product now is in my market. You know, I'm, I'm in the market for maybe wanting to try one out, so. We'll put up a link to the show notes in the show notes. Uh, put a link to it and stuff. Cool. Are you guys still there? I was trying. I was trying the mute mic trick and it didn't work. <laughs> I was sitting there talking. I'm like, oh wait, my, my mic's mute. my mic's uh, muted. <laughs> so I've got one thing to say when it comes to those kind of quadcopters. Yeah. Oh yeah. So this is like Callum with the fish. You with the quadcopter. Do you want to know what my news is? I would love to know what your news is, Callum. Well, uh, Futaba and their new 18MZ radio, which is 18 channels, which is a whopping lot of channels, has mm-hmm. been announced. It's quite a beefy radio. It's definitely aimed towards the higher end flyer. You'd be crazy to spend three grand on a radio. I mean, for that yes. price, you'd, 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 <laughs> you'd expect it to make coffee for you. But it does have a built-in camera, which does allow you to take pictures of your model. If Very that's nice. kind of thing. It's, t- it's got a six-inch touchscreen um, with, a, with a 640 by 240 resolution, so it's nice and big, and it's vibrant, backlit. So um, you should be able to see your, your screen in any lighting condition. 
Um, it also sports uh, telemetry, you know, GPS, so you can get your altimeter, um, your, your, you know, your airspeed. Well, I won't say airspeed because that's just not right. But you get your um, your speed, the direction, and all that nifty stuff. Fuel level. Um, uh, it also supports glider plank. I think it even supports well, what do you call them? A powered glider as well, uh, and obviously. Uh, Helicopters and how dare I say helicopters the last sport? What the heck? <laughs> I know, right? It, it's crazy, but it, it support it, it. It sports quite a lot of features. It also has quad ball bearings up to, rated up to a million cycles on the sticks, so those gimbals should last quite a while. It really is quite an interesting. Uh, one of the other interesting features is that it supports something called. Um, I think it's, uh, don't quote me on this, S-Bus 2, which means one of the features you can also do is link two receivers together to get more channels. So, for example, you could have cyclic servos in one receiver, and you could have more critical systems in another receiver, um, and you can bind them together to get an overall receiver, which I think is pretty cool. But really, uh, it's... So tell me... What do you guys think you would need 18 channels for? What are you doing with a helicopter that you need 18 channels for? A transformer. Transformer. I'm thinking, you know, perhaps, um, you know, some Sidewinder missiles, a Gatling gun. Um, hmm. Oh, uh, your, your typical 3D competition stuff. Oh, you know, the auto pyro flip. Flick a switch and it starts doing a perfect pyro globe. Yeah, right? Really, I just think it's just fucking over the top. <laughs> One thing I have to say, you can even plug your keyboard in to the receiver, not to the receiver, sorry, into the transmitter to program your radio uh, radio for your model. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I must admit, this. I guess this radio is, is really if you just want everything. If you, you know, you, you don't, it's, Probably the radio you would buy, and that'd be the only radio you'd buy to die. Guess what? 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 Chicken butt. Winner, free Maverick Blades. We have it. We have the winner. Yes, we do. And the winner is? Ding, ding, ding. It's Nicholas Turner. Yes. So since you went ahead and did the drawing, why don't you go ahead and tell us how we did that? Yeah, we did it pretty cut and dry. It's kind of like I said before. I just uh, I printed out all the names of the people that emailed us with the correct answer to the secret sound, made sure they had liked us on Facebook, which they all did. Uh, it was a lot more than I expected, which was pretty cool. Thanks a lot, guys, for uh, you know participating in the contest. Uh, but, um, you know, my Simon, he's five years old. He loves scissors, so we sat down and we cut out all the names. And, uh, Dan, I used uh, your Fusion 50 canopy. It just flipped it over, and we folded them all up and dumped them all in there. And I, I shook it up, and I handed it to him, and I let him pick a name out, and we got Nick Turner, so uh, awesome. Uh, he's the winner. So I don't know, you know, internet's a pretty uh, amazing thing. Let's see if we can get this guy on the line and. I, th- I think so. Nick, are you there? Hello. Hey, man, what's going on? Hey, so, up, as hey. you know, I sent you the email. You are the winner of the Maverick Blades. Congratulations. Well, thank yes. you, thank you. Congrats. You betcha. So. What did you end up? What did you end up getting from Heli Pros? Uh, three twenty-five millimeter fly bar G five wide cord, I believe. 
Very nice, nice. very nice. So that's going on a 450 size, I assume? Yeah, I've got a new-to-me 450 XL uh, T-Rex line um, just recently acquired. So once I get up to speed on that helicopter, they'll be dropped on. Well, cool beans, Excellent. man. Well, you know, Rob's flown them. Callum is actually sponsored by Maverick. Yeah. And uh, I love them. I have them on every helicopter I own. So I dig them. Yeah. I think you're going to like them, man. You're really going to like them. Well, good deal. Well, thanks for participating in the contest, Nick. I'm glad you won. Yeah. Hey, thanks for hosting it. You betcha. So now that we got you on the line, kind of a surprise that we kind of got going on. (laughs) Uh, We're going to ask another question. We're going to pose a question to you. And if you get this question right, we're going to throw you a RC Heli Nation t-shirt. Yeah. First off, before we ask you the question, Nick, was it hard for you to understand what the hell that was saying? Very much so. Yeah? I think I listened about 20 times and <laughs> sent my phrase in, and the response I got back was, eh, close enough, you're in the contest. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, it's kind of funny, you know, we, before we go into that, we will, we, you know, we had so many different responses, and, and we got to the point where we were, um, you know, we, we, we wanted as many people entered as we could. Yeah. So, you know, someone came close, we are like, yeah, you got the keyword, that's good enough. But some of the responses we got were just way off the wall. It's like, wow, were we listening to the same show? You know. Yeah, so, yeah. can you tell us exactly where that clip comes from? Becca Black, Brock's dub. There, <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah, awesome. There you go, man. That's it. So, let everybody's me do, rushing. Everybody's. So let me let me do one other thing while I got you in the line. Still, you know, just so everybody's aware, I'm just going to play it now. The clip was that. 45 minutes, 32 seconds into episode six. Yeah, this is what it sounded like on our podcast. This is where the secret sound was at for you listeners, so you can tell what, where it was playing. Yeah, and here we go. Wow. They, they told me they told me that afterwards that the packs were, like, really, really old and tired and that they weren't, like, I'm like, okay, well, great. Thanks for giving me your crappy packs. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't really tell why you were flying it, though, but. Weekend is a dolphin! What the? <laughs> <laughs> So that was the clip. Anyway, uh, congratulations, Nick, on the on the blades. Uh, again, thank you to Heli Pros. Uh, it was an awesome awesome of them to to donate those blades. Remember, if you need something for your helicopter, Heli Pros has your parts. Hey, once you get them, throw them on your helicopter, snap a picture of them, take them to, and send it to me, would you? Will do. Yeah. Did you guys know that there's a there's a giant out there that flies uh, helicopters professionally, RC helicopters. Yeah, it's called Mike Fortin. That's six right. Foot, six foot six. <laughs> and, uh, fortunately, it's funny because um, he posted on Facebook um, about finding a, uh, a Halloween costume. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hilarious. Well, Mike was uh, gracious enough to come by and give us a little bit of an interview as a bonus. The greatness that is Pinion joins mm. Ah, yes. Yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy this interview. You're going to probably learn more about Mike Fortin than you thought you ever would. So, Rob and Callum, we are very fortunate tonight. You want to know why? Why is that? We have two incredible guests with us tonight. First, Mike Fortin. 
Say hi, Mike. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Good. How's it going, man? Good, good. I'm actually honored to be on the show with uh, with your next guest. Ah, indeed. <laughs> He's been on before. The greatness that is Pinion. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Pinion. Yes. Pinion. How's everybody doing this evening? Yes. Good. Good, good. Hey, uh, what, what an honor to have both of you guys on at the same time. It's incredible. So we're going to go ahead and get started with Mike. He, uh, You're currently sponsored with Heli Wholesalers, are you not? Uh, yeah, I actually I work for Heli Wholesaler as well um, and uh, sponsored by them, fly for them as well. Yeah, and uh, who, who else are you sponsored? Futaba, I believe. Uh, yep, Futaba, Maverick Blades, uh, Funtech for their pipes, RC Booyah, uh, zero canopy, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure I know there's someone I'm gonna I'm gonna catch heck for for not remembering, sure. but Scorpion. but uh, a couple of them the out there. The greatness Scorpion. And Scorpion, yes, that's right. Yeah. George is the Scorpion. Their opinion. Anything I can do to help out there, Mike? There you go. <laughs> well, thank you. You're one smart puppy. Yeah. <laughs> I do my due diligence, my friend. <laughs> So, Mike, what uh, what have you been up to recently? You been to any big fun flies? Um, late the last big event I was at, uh, of course, world renowned Urcha. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that was a pretty good event. Been to several small events uh, here in Florida. Supposed to go up to a couple events, but uh, lately. But right now, the big thing uh, that we've been working on is is getting and getting out released to the public is the uh, the miniature aircraft whiplash. Very yeah. highly anticipated miniature yep. craft whiplash. So kind of backtracking a little bit, I was actually up at um, Heli, uh, Heli, Heli Pros in yep. July, and you were there as well. Yep, yep. Was that the first? You'd been to Montana before, I'm, I'm guessing, guess? No, no, that was oh. actually my first trip uh, up in that part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was it was real cool to see, and you know that's that's one of the fun parts about traveling is getting to see all these uh, all these new and different places that you know I would have probably otherwise never seen. And uh, yeah, Montana was fun. We spent some time, you know, uh, obviously at the HeliPros facility, and um, as well as uh, uh, some other facilities that that uh, the owner owns there, mm-hmm. and uh, just taking in some sights. And it was it was it was a good time. It was a great week that we spent up there. I actually read that you went to probably my favorite place in all of Montana, Bozeman. You went to see the hobby shop there in Bozeman. Yeah, yep. We went up there. Uh, um, Rich, uh, what was it? Mountain Hobbies? Is it Big Sky Hobbies? Big Sky Hobbies, yes. I'm yes. sorry. Yeah, um, it, just a small shop there, yeah. Yeah, yep. And uh, we went and hung out over there for a while. They have a pretty cool car track. Um, so that was fun. We went downtown Bozeman hanging out and uh, mm-hmm. some outdoor festival they had. So, yeah, it was it was a really good time, man. It was it was uh, definitely different, and uh, food was great. People were really cool. Um, so yeah, it was it was a fun time. Yeah, I'm guessing that you were there for the Sweet Pea Festival in July. Was that does that ring a bell to you? Uh, I that... had heard some people mention it, um, yeah. but I, I don't know that that was it. This was on on Main Street in Bozeman, and people were hanging out and and drinking and eating oh, yeah. and singing and dancing. <laughs> I yeah, it's... see uh, Mike Fortin attending, attending the Sweet Pea Festival. <laughs> 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 no, I'll kid you. what I do in my downtime. Ah, yeah, uh, no, you know, maybe not. Maybe not so surprising. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great part of Montana. I'm, I'm happy that you got to experience it. It's yeah, it really, it really cool. I, I used to live there, actually, for quite some time. I, I loved it there. 
Yeah, it was definitely a departure from the uh, from our normal everyday people here in uh, in in Orlando, Florida. It's it's kind of universally known. You're you're no stranger to, I guess, controversy would be the best way to put it. I've had my fair share. Yeah, there's mixed emotions. I mean, you hear some people like I've actually, you know, we mentioned that we were going to interview you and. I think a couple of your big fans there in Florida were just all excited. They're, they really were uh, – well, they wanted us to kind of rib you a little bit, and they actually gave us a little bit of information to talk to you about. I'm sure. What what would an interview without, without some ribbing? <laughs> so the first one that comes to mind is recently I understand you had a whiplash crash. What What is that all about? Mike Fortin with the dumb thumbs, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a dumb thumb. Just uh-uh. – uh, uh, a little bit of excitement, got a little bit too low, and uh, that was it. Nothing major. Nah. Okay. No, part thing, here, it's all is, fixed. Yes, the important thing, my friend, were you doing something cool when you crashed? Always, always. Yes, well, then it's, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I had to join in. I, you know, I, I got the whiplash here, and, and in the air, uh, you know, Bobby Watts has been flying it for a while. Art Hughes has been flying the uh, Nitro version, so... Yeah. Uh, with all the crashing that they've done, I've, I needed to, you know, at least get one in on them. So, I mean, you, you've had it now. How long have you had it? A week. And what are you, what are you thinking? You know, it's going to be a little biased, you know, um, since, well, you know, I I essentially work for the company that distributes miniature aircraft and owns miniature aircraft. But uh, I can tell you, as unbiased as it may come across, I, I think the machine flies uh, extremely, extremely well. Um, I've had experience with quite a few other models out there and and getting the whiplash together was uh definitely a departure from uh miniature aircraft models of yesteryear i guess is the best way to put it this is a totally new design it's it's redefined what miniature aircraft models are all about you know back in the day a miniature aircraft model was about i think somewhere between 600 and 700 parts per box, you know, for a parts count. Yeah, um, shit's on parts. Yeah, I, I mean, extraordinarily high. Um, and now this new model, it's it's like bolting a couple pancakes together and going flying. Uh, the entire nice. model from, from box to flying is about six hours, six and a half hours. You know, if, if, if you're an experienced builder, if you're not an experienced builder, uh, maybe anywhere between six and eight hours to get the thing flying. Um, it, it, and the build itself was, was great. Uh, it was very easy. Instructions were easy to follow. That was one of the things that they asked us, um, to look at was the instructions. Um, there was really no issues with the instructions. It went together. Well, uh, this is the 700 E model, uh, the fly barless whiplash that I'm speaking of. Um, and then, you know, flying, it was, was a piece of cake. I have the Futaba 750 on there. Uh, the Futaba 255HVs went out, flew it, uh, took about two minutes to set it up with the 750, and uh, it's it's rocking. So, hey, Mike. Yeah. So, was that your idea to put the bottle opener in the butt of that thing? The oh yeah. <laughs> was that you? That you think sounds- you think KDE is going to do an upgrade of that guy or what? <laughs> no, you know I think that uh, I think that. You know, Bobby wanted a dual-purpose model. Ah, there you so, go. So you know, that was one of those things. I mean, there's a lot of late night, you know, the swarm party, things like that. you got to get things done quick, uh, yeah. you know. So, 
you know, who's, who, who, I gotta open my bottle. Who's got a whiplash? There you go. <laughs> First you got the grippy chimp, and now you got the integrated bottle opener. The guy's yeah, innovating. Yeah, huh? that guy is just innovating day and night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Penyon, you actually got to talk to Mike a little bit uh, at Urcha, didn't you? Uh, uh, unfortunately, no. Oh, you didn't? Uh, okay. Uh, events conspired against us. And uh, I did not get to interview the greatness that is Mike Fortin. As a matter of fact, I can tell you why it didn't happen. It's uh, kind of an interesting story. Awesome. Uh, I was coming around the corner, me and the caveman in our golf cart, uh, all prepared to corner uh, Mike Fortin and in- interview him. He's looking me right in the eye when he's pulling out of uh, his uh, pit area. And his helicopter falls off the back of his uh, <laughs> golf cart. And he's looking right at me when it happens. Uh, so the last thing he sees before he dumps his helicopter on the ground, and, of course, Bobby Watts is rolling on the floor laughing his ass off, uh, was me. And I said, you know, I don't think that guy's going to want to talk to Pinion anytime soon. So just that by actually, association. Been, <laughs> so I know you remember that, my friend. <laughs> that that would have been the best time to come up to me because I was – I couldn't believe what I had done. I had a face full of pizza and a model <laughs> – that fell out of the back of my golf cart because I was too busy holding my pizza. Then I had to contain my laughter and leave the area. pack right pizza. But uh, well, I'll, I'll catch Mike. Uh, opinion is in, uh, highly intent on uh, going to the Orlando Heli Blowout this year. I know he's going to be down there doing some great work, uh, MC work, inspiring all the pilots to execute low altitude smack. And uh, I'll, I'll corner him then and get the real, uh, real uh, award-winning interview. I'm sure. Yes. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> You'll give me an interview, won't you, Mike? Indeed, I will. Yes. I'm feeling a lot of love in this room, my friend. Yes. <laughs> tell, tell us, uh, you know, opinion. I'm a nitro hound. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. When is this uh, nitro with flash coming out, my friend? Uh, we are looking probably uh, November. Yeah. We definitely want to get the uh, the e whiplashes out there. It's it's our our main priority, and literally, um, you know, there's there's a great group of people at uh, at Big Sky CNC uh, who's manufacturing uh, all the parts for the whiplash, and uh, Jeff Miller over at uh, Miniature Aircraft, Brian James, uh, Jeff Green, uh, everyone just kind of working together, the whole team to to really bust their butts and get these models out there because we know that there are a lot of people and, and, uh, you know, on, on behalf of everyone, they, they certainly appreciate the fact that so many people are looking forward to this new model. So it's, it's, it's our best intention to get it out there as quickly as possible. You know, we had, uh, we had Chris Lund on the show. Actually, he was on our very first episode and Mm -hmm. he was, uh, man, he was all excited about the gasser. Of course, you know, the gasser is kind of, kind of his, uh, his little baby. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't wait. I actually, I got to take a close look at all the helicopters uh, while I was there. And, um, man, what a what a nice-looking, big, big-profile helicopter. Yeah, it is. It, 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 it is a big profile. It's, you know, it's not as big as something like the Logo Extreme. Um, and it's, it's not as, uh, and it's a slightly larger than, say, the 700. Um, but, uh, you know, for a gasser platform, it's, it's a really, really good platform for a gasser. And, um, you know, I, as you know, I'm a 3d guy. Uh, so that's 
for me, when I look at a model, that's what I look at, the type of performance you're going to get out of it for 3D. Mm -hmm. um, and if 3D is what you're looking to get out of a gasser, for the almost, I think, eight and a half, eight and a half years that I've been in this hobby, I've seen a lot of gassers come and go. I can say beyond a shadow of a doubt that, that, that this gasser will 3D um, the pants off of any other gasser that I've seen out there. I can testify to that, brother. I saw it when I was there. I watched that. And, 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 I, and again, a lot of that, a lot of that goes to, uh, to, to the motor as well, not just the design of the helicopter, which is really well, good, sure. but, yeah. but for the motor as well, which is uh, Toxic Al. He's actually based here in Orlando yeah. um, and is going to be coming up on the next uh, Smack Talk episode. I think Smack Talk got gas. And oh. uh, the, yeah, got so, gas. Yes, yes, yes. So, Mike. Uh, on to the ball busting. Onto the ball busting. I yes, got a, some balls. Yes, some balls. I got yes. some here who. Well, first of all, we have not, to have some balls to bust. Who are we going to pick on first? Mike Fortune. Yeah. Does he have? Does he? Mike, do you have balls to bust? Well, you know, Mike. I, you uh, know, any any time you have a new helicopter such as the Whiplash, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to be concerned about parts availability, and uh, I'm thinking you could help a lot with that if you just don't fly for the first few months until they get caught up on all the parts. Yeah, give us all a break here, Mike. Yes, give us a break out here in the field, my friend. I will do my best to keep it high. Yes. Now, you might even be able to keep there from uh, becoming a shortage of the blades as well, you know. So. Two or three mistakes, Mike. Yeah, yeah two, two, three, three mistakes high. Three mistakes high. Yes, yes. Are you doing a lot of blade scrapes, my friend? I am, I am trying not to. My boss tells me I, I do too many blade scrapes. Well, you, you do them very well, my friend. I remember last year at the Orlando Heli blowout, uh, after uh, chastising everyone for fly safe, don't do this, don't do that, you went out and just did everything you told them to not do. <laughs> yes. We love you, my friend. Don't worry. About it. You understood. <laughs> was this before or after I tried to knock the tree down with my 700? No, no. That was, uh, that. Uh, you did. Uh, you put on a pretty good show before you hit the tree, my friend. Uh, I, think, I think what had happened that you had decided that uh, you did want to uh, – maybe you were running late. I think you were still living out in California, were you not, at the time? Maybe? I was. I was yeah, in San Francisco. You didn't want to have to take it apart and pack it. You just said, I'll just yeah, – Yeah, just make it thing. easier to ship it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was getting I was getting some encouragement from my buddy, Matt Bodos, and, well, I just said, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Where's the tree? But it did – yes, but uh, – <laughs> Just fly hard, my friend. I'm sure they have a lot of parts for you, so don't worry about that. We like the we like the hard flying style that you have. So. Well, I try. I aim to please, Pinion. Yeah, well, you understand what it's all about. You got to entertain the crowd. You know, you introduced the opinion to the greatness uh, that is the horn of approval. Oh yeah, uh, I, so I carry one. I, I give you credit for that, my friend. I carry that with me everywhere I go, and that's like crack for a 3D pilot. I mean, you give one two to that horn. Well, you They'll know, tear what? up a three thousand dollar helicopter to hear it again. You know. Well, so. let me let me tell you something. You know, and and it's good that you brought that up because, you know, it seems like a lot of the pilots here in the U.S. or the guys who attend fun flies, they just don't get the horn of approval. Yes. You know, there yeah. was more complaints about horns going off. You know, if you go to Europe, and I'm sure Callum can can attest to that. You go over there, you hear horns, that means you fly hard or you go home. That's a bravo yeah. too. You know, well, and well, and over yes, in Europe and, 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 and abroad, you know, that's what that means. Tariq Al-Sadi, all those guys, you know, Lucas Reva, that's what you hear. The Pitch Brothers, you know, they had a beer in one hand and a horn in another. You're, you're entertaining the crowd 
but you're not able to face them. There's not many people that entertain that they can't face their audience. And, yeah. you know, you need a little bit more than turning around and getting a, a damn golf clap, you know. Yeah, I'm, you know, you, you, you want to know that you're, when you're out there, you know, as a pilot, personally, you know, you feed off of that. Uh, yes. you, know, you, you like that sound because you can't hear people talking. You can't hear people yelling when you're out there. You're focusing on your helicopter. But one yeah. thing you can hear for, for, for damn sure is a, is a train horn. Yes, if you want to see a great flight, you put pinion on your shoulder, my friend. Yeah, I will be yeah. there telling you to get lower, harder, faster, and tell you how great you're doing. There, yes. There's nothing being out there, being on the deck. You hear a train horn go off. You clench your ass cheeks so tight, a piece of coal falls out. You know, that's entertainment. <laughs> you know, that's what I call entertainment. Yes. You've had a lot of sponsors in the last few years. No, not really. How many total have you had? Um, well, really nothing, nothing has changed in quite some time. The only sponsor that's really changed, uh, has, has, was Edge Blades. And that's when I, um, you know, left Edge Blades to go fly Maverick. Yeah. Um, prior to that, that's, that's really been it for the past couple of years. Um, you know, other than, uh, employers, uh, you know, a spree model who I worked for for some time, um, and then uh, ended up heading out to California uh, to work uh, at a company out there, and, uh, and and ultimately came back to Orlando, uh, working for Heli Wholesaler, where I've been almost a year now, and uh, you know, so so on the sponsor side, I try I try I really try not to you know change sponsors too much, um, you know, in this industry it's it's. <sighs> For many times, it's frowned upon. You know, loyalty seems to be something that's gone out the window. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, in the industry quite a bit. Um, some people have very good reasons for changing sponsors. Um, you know, especially if it's employment based or something like that. I got a note from something about there was a video of you and a CGY seven fifty crash. Pretty simple. I I, I had gotten a seven fifty. Was yeah. up. You know, putting the thing in two thirty at night. And, uh, so I could get it flown early in the morning and, uh, unfortunately just wasn't paying attention, had the elevator reversed, which has happened to, you know, yeah. so many of us. Oh, and, yeah. uh, that was it. Helicopter tipped over, picked it up, fixed it 10 minutes later and went and flew back, back to flying. Yeah. Uh, so you got the tank award that day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, unfortunately I, I can give everyone a word of advice. Do not build helicopters at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So, Mike, have you been over to uh, many European events? I know they like to drink their beer over there. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't been over there. Um, I, I really have not traveled abroad at all. Uh, I don't actually have a passport at the moment. Oh. Uh, you know, so. I've, Legal uh, troubles, uh, Mike. Legal yeah. troubles. Ah, they Legal troubles. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, won't, they won't give me the passport. I've, 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 yeah. I've torn up too many villages in my travels. Yeah, I think uh, try the. I'm thinking next year of going to Costa Rica. It looked like uh, Bert. Uh, they really had a good time down there in Costa Rica. So I'm thinking about maybe trying that next year myself. Yeah, I mean those, those events are just awesome, man. Those guys down there, you know, I, I know people, you know, all over the world, friends that I've met either here in Florida or different events, and uh, you know the events they put on down there are just unbelievable, and they're massive. You know, I mean they have sponsors like, you know, Corona Beer or. You know, Pepsi. Yes, the official beer of Harsey Heli flying. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, so, I mean, he's a bit... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought it was Dos Equis. Yes. No, no, that's the official beer for uh, for Pinion, yes. But, uh, you know, down there, you go, they put the free beer in my hand, my friend. I'll drink it. Uh, I don't discriminate. Hey, uh, hey, Mike, I've got a number for a good lawyer if you need help taking care of those legal problems so you can travel yes. abroad now. Yeah, yeah, I might need that. <laughs> well, we, we've, as you know, I mean, if you've been watching any TV lately, you know we've got good attorneys here in Orlando. Yeah. So. Apparently. You have a passport. <laughs> Tell the truth. It's Chico's Bail Bonds is just holding your passport. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're waiting for the bond company. Yes. Tell us, tell us about to get Mike to leave the country. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, <legal. laughs> trying to find you some good legal help. Yeah, my, us... wife, my wife is from Peru, so she's she's trying to get me to go down there. Oh yes, uh, uh, Peru is very beautiful. Yes. 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 So, what does Mike Fortin like to do when he's not flying helicopters or worrying about helicopters? What do you do? You know, many people are shocked to believe that I actually have uh, an eight-year-old daughter. Um, her name's wow. Kiana. So I, I, I try and spend somebody, as much time. Somebody actually let you reproduce with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, I, Rob's I, got kids, too, and I'm just as surprised. So. Yeah, yeah, believe yeah, it. Yeah. I, I always try and spend as much time as I can with, you know, with my daughter. And, and I've actually been bringing her to events a little bit more and more, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to get the best of both worlds and spending time with her and, and going to the events. Um, so that's actually been really cool. We didn't, we've been able to share a lot of good times uh you know, these past couple months with different events that we've, that I've taken her to. So that's been great. Um, you know, besides that, uh, you know, outdoor stuff, I love, you know, just, just a ton of stuff, man. Nothing, nothing really. I mean, I love aviation of any sort. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always, you know, either around an airport or going to an airport or air museum or air show or something like that. And, um, you know, other than that, uh, music and cars and all the typical you know, stuff to try and prove that I'm a man. Uh, uh, good luck. Go. Good luck with that. Yeah, it's still working. <laughs> so, does, so your daughter, you? does your daughter like? Uh, is she into the hobby at all, or does she like flying? Do you got an airplane for her, or does she no, want to you know, try she, it? Or? She's, she's not into it. She could actually care less about it. Yeah. Um, you know, she likes hanging around. You know, everybody, and you know, she's she's friends with everyone that I'm friends with, and you know, everyone hangs out with her and plays with her and. Um, you know, she, she, my daughter's bilingual, you know, as am I, we both speak, you know, fluent Spanish. And so she'll go over and mess with Bert and remind him that he doesn't really speak Spanish. It's kind of like <laughs> a fake Spanish. Uh. He would really like to believe that he speaks Spanish. So, so Bert uh, speaks Spanglish then, huh? Yeah. You know, he, he claims he's of some Spanish origin, but <laughs> you know, besides, you know, stealing a hubcap here and there. I don't see it. Oh, come on now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Even Pinion is distancing himself from that. Yes. <laughs> Pinion is backing away slowly from the microphone. Hey, you know, one, one thing about Mike Ford, and I'll tell you, is, is I can dish it out just as much as I can take it. So it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't be fun if I couldn't dish it out. Speaking of dishing it out as well as you can take it, I got, I got a couple more here for you from yeah. people that have been getting in touch with me. Tell me about Grand RC. Someone says you tried to burn that place down with a lipo. Oh. Uh, no, oh. I, I unfortunately can't take credit for that. Um, oh. Yeah, no, we. I, I had actually moved out there and was out there, well, about, well, actually it'd be about a month that I'd been out there um, getting the store ready to open up, um, stocking everything, and 
it was uh, we were opening up a retail store called Heli Express. Um, mm-hmm. I came up with the name and figured that we needed a retail storefront in that area in the San Francisco area. There really wasn't too many um, helicopter specific shops, but there's a ton of pilots out there. Um, so our goal was to open up a retail shop. And we had been putting up pegboard and so on and so forth in the shop. It was a late night. It was about, uh, actually, it was about 8.30 exactly. Um, and I had just gotten through doing uh, the, uh, one of the shows, uh, one of the shows on another network with, with um, Bill Jackson and, and uh, Bob. And um, <laughs> ended, up, ended up doing that show and uh, left. Only to to be uh, get to get a call from the alarm company saying, "Hey, the uh, the alarm is going off." Oh, so gave them the password. They reset it. No problem. Get another phone call five minutes later, saying, "Hey, you know we have multiple zones going off." I race back, and uh, I get there, and it's a fully engulfed fire. Yeah, ah, brutal. Uh, yeah, so it, it 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 destroyed the whole storefront, um, and you know probably close to a hundred thousand in inventory um, at at the time. And uh, what it ended up being was the owner there uh, had a, uh, a drill of, I forget what kind of drill, a Makita or something that he had installed a lipo on and uh, charged it on, uh, you know, a hobby related charger. And uh, it, it was on the wrong setting. It was on an ICAD instead of the lipo. And uh, it just kept happens going. after a couple hours of that. So it uh, it, it, it burned. That's, That's your story and you're sticking to it. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw yeah. a picture of that, actually. <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit. We were talking about kids, and I wanted to ask Pinion before I got off on the other topic. Pinion, how many kids do you have? Yeah, well, I have uh, one pup uh, and uh, just married her off uh, early in October. So now I have more expendable income, as it were. Oh, more. Yes, uh, uh, yes I've I burned the greatness that is Rotor Rage. Rotor Rage, that's what yes, it is. Yes, Master's Blend. Yes. <laughs> Master's Blend. Yes, I have a special deal with them. Uh, they don't do that with many guys, but they'll give me all I can burn uh, in my MCPX. <laughs> so that's, that's my contract, baby. I'm sticking with it. Hey, I saw your on-the-job uh, interview, so to speak, on uh, YouTube. I yes. thought you did fantastic. Yes, I, I didn't do so well on the phone. I did not have a lot of patience with people calling and wanting to, uh, you know, ask questions about clanks. For God's sake, clanks. Uh, also, Dad, uh, yes, I know. I'm supposed to be more tolerant. I'm trying. But uh, anyway, they were asking questions about, uh, you know, these old gyros uh, and stuff like that. And opinion just doesn't have patience for that crap. So, but nope, uh, it, 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 the old stuff. Yeah, so the GMP cricket, he wanted parts. Is like, dude, if you can find a place that's got parts, you know, there's, there's going to be a bunch of fossils running it. But uh... <laughs> I don't know, Mike, if you've if you've seen that, uh, if that you've seen Pinion's video there, but you ought to yeah. get on no, YouTube, I, YouTube channel and check that out. It, it sounds like I have to. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty, pretty really, damn funny. Uh, I thought my comparison about uh, the tacoing the pack and the uh, the case of fuel was uh, revealing. Spot on. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, opinion is thinking about doing a little electric flying. I I, I did admit that in one of my videos earlier, so uh, I, I'm uh, warming up to the uh, idea of maybe flying an electric helicopter. So just don't tell Byron. Yes. We won't. We won't. <laughs> Are you going to give us a clue? Uh, well, uh, you know, obviously I'd like to have uh, one of those extremes, uh, Mikado, 
But, uh, I mean, I don't – I'll be able to afford that. I mean, you have to have a nuclear power plant, you know, if the running is so big. Not only but, that, I'm wondering how you – how are you going to lift the whiplash, it? But uh, the whiplash is very interesting to me. A couple of my friends are uh, uh, going to get the, at least the nitro version. I know I'll get the nitro version of the whiplash uh, and then uh, might, uh, might uh, try the electric version as well. I don't know, so. Pinion. You know, those sparks on those big electrics are kind of big. You might have some uh, – uh, yes. uh, invisible fence hey, flashbacks. You know, you, know, you, know, you, get the, you start out. flying a 12s, 14s. Uh, when you plug those babies in, it makes me tingle in my nether regions. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, are it, now is it just me? Are you doing like immersion therapy with this whole plank thing? Because if I'm not mistaken, I saw a picture of you in the cockpit. Uh, I was kidnapped by the plankers, uh, mm. and they did not want to return me. Uh, ah. Promised to make peace with the plankers. Uh, and I said, of course, Pinion does not negotiate with terrorists. And I started defecating inside the plank. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he let me out pretty quick. So I was only kidnapped for maybe like uh, two or three minutes. Did uh, you drop a deuce in there? I, I, I left a couple of Tootsie Rolls in there for him. Very nice. There you go. So, very nice. Uh, you know, I was a, it was a plunker out at the field. He was very nice. He let, uh, let Pinion uh, just get in there. I was going to go for a ride, and then uh, something broke. You know, everybody's trying to get Pinion to ride on the helicopter. I said, my friend, if something goes wrong and I go through those blades, I'm done. You know, it's over. There'll be no more Pinion. So, uh, but uh, I was going to go ride into Plank and uh, maybe mm-hmm. show the little plastic pilot how it's done. Very nice. So, Mike, there's a few questions we like to ask all the pros that we get when we get them on. Okay. Um, just to kind of see, you know, what their thought processes are when they're flying. When you're doing competition flying, what's going through your head? As you're oh, in the middle of a routine. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is it, oh, uh, is it a cost to much it? You can, um, you know, anyone who spotted for me, Bobby Berta, both spotted for me. Uh, tell, the, tell the truth, Mike. You're, when you're flying, you're going, did I leave the oven on at home? Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I'm like, man, I hope my wife is still not pissed at me. Usually, you know, there's one thing. And, I, you know, I have no problem, you know, making fun of myself either. But... You know, one thing I've been known to do, and I'm surprised this hasn't come up yet since. It, it, you know what? I think I know where you're going, and it was coming up next. <laughs> yeah, you know, competition flying is 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 a good time. It's fun. You know, it teaches you a lot. It 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 really teaches you, uh, you know, to to kind of fly within, fly within your box, and 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 really just you know focus on the maneuvers and things like that that you need to do. Um, I personally love competing but i have a ritual that i do pretty much before every competition mm-hmm. and uh what i usually do is i find a, a large object a trailer a porta potty um the back of bert's car to <laughs> pretty much I, I take a few minutes a few deep breaths you i go urinate to, yeah. you know i i kind of hold that in i start to to gag i have like a gag reflex and then i just kind of you know, puke. So, have you... Opinion <laughs> right. is speechless. Yes, opinion is speechless. Yes. Well, Pinion would probably come over and lick it up if he's like... No, I did. Oh. <laughs> when I get up in front of people and go fly, and I guess just being judged by your peers, um, it makes it, you a little it, nervous. It just, it, it just triggers something in me, man, and, and, and the anxiety sets in, and, and it's, you know, I'm not a shame to admit it i mean i you know it, it bugs me out but after yeah. after i get through the first round and 
you know, it, 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 it pretty much subsides and then I'm, I'm, I'm good. But it's that, that first day that's usually just, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, uh oh. Overwhelming. Huh? Yeah, so when yeah. are we going to see the spy photo of the Ralphing Hurricane? Yeah, we need to see some of that. Yeah, that's uh, that has not <laughs> been filmed yet. Um, uh, we're going to put somebody on that. We're going to have we're somebody gonna be on first. your ass for the next till the end of the year, till Orlando helicopter blowout, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to have that guy full of film, and we're just going to have him snapshots of you and try yes. to just everybody wants to see Mike Fortin purging. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. So, uh, moving on, moving on with the questions that we have that I like to ask is, what is the distinguishing factor between a pro pilot and a non pro pilot? You know, it, that's kind of a tough question. I mean, there, there's there's pilots that I w- that probably wouldn't consider themselves pros because they don't either have a sponsor or uh, you know or, or just don't wish to even have a sponsor. I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that just wish to fly on their own and. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, walk their own path. Uh, I think, you know, it, it, it depends. It, it depends. I mean, the, the definition of a professional is someone who is compensated for what they do. Um, right. you know, so I guess, you know, first and foremost, you know, do you get paid or are you, are you somehow compensated? Whether that means, uh, you know, you're receiving merchandise from your sponsors or things like that. And you're out there and promoting, you know, how many events a year are you attending? You know, I mean, the only difference between, you know, some pro pilots and, you know, some guy who flies really well at his local field is, you know, more people might know, you know, the pro pilot's name. Uh, you know, I, I don't consider myself um, uh, uh, the greatest pilot out there. I, not, I mean, not even close. There's guys out there. There's young kids coming up now that are, you know, so, so hard to compete with. But, I mean, they're just – they're awesome pilots. They're fun to watch. Um, you know, there's guys that go out there and they fly and they're paid to fly, and that's all they do. Um, you know, there, there's some people that are paid obscene amounts of money that go out there and fly. And, you know, some people would question whether or not that's – you know, that's the the, um, the the true definition of a pro. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I don't know that I'm the best person to – to define it, but there's there's a lot of different aspects, I guess, um, that would, I guess, set set one apart from the next. Do you consider yourself a pro pilot? I would say I would probably say yes. Um, you know, based on the events that I go to and the competitions that I've done, and um, you know, I guess I have. I think that anyone who has people that listen to them. Um, can somehow have an influence, uh, you know, on a hobby or on a product or, and I think if they can bring, you know, good positive attention to, to, um, you know, to a product or, or a product line, you know, then, then that is someone who, who could be a professional, you know, there's guys sure. out there also who, who don't fly very well at all. Um, you know, they're not these 3D guys, uh, you know, that go out there and, and, and lay it down every flight. Um, but there's guys out there who, you know, are extremely, extremely knowledgeable on stuff. Um, and just because they can't go out there and twist some sticks like, you know, some guys can doesn't mean they're not a professional. Please, my next question. This is kind of my series of Barbara Walter questions. And, you know, Mike, if you don't want to answer cry, them. Mike. Mike, he's going to try to make you cry, my friend. Don't fall for it. <laughs> That's all right, man. That's good. It's like a Barbara Walters interview. As I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, 
you're no stranger to controversy. And there's been there's been times when some might consider that you have brought negative attentions to certain products. Would you agree with that statement or? Um, no, I probably wouldn't agree to that. Um, no? I mean, everything that I've, everything that I've done or any product that I've ever flown, um, mm-hmm. I've always done my personal best to try and make that product look good. Um, you know, if, if, if for some reason it didn't end up looking good, um, you know, I, I would obviously take full responsibility for anything that I've done, you know, that, that would not make a product look good. But I, I can't personally say that I have ever gone out and intentionally tried to make a product look bad. I mean, look, stuff happens. You know, the, exactly. the, 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 you know, the whiplash is a perfect example. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a brand new helicopter. It crashed. You know, it, it sucks. I don't think that mm-hmm. it shows the helicopter in a negative light. It simply shows that, hey, the helicopter crashed. You know, there's these models have been crashing for nine months and they're crash proof. You know, they work. You know, they don't break when you crash them, you know, so to speak. I mean, they, they, they hold up pretty well to a crash is what I should say. Um, uh, besides it's Mike, it should be expected that it might crash. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, everyone crashes. You know, it's funny because, you know, the whiplash. I, 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 I personally haven't crashed in a while. So, you know, the whiplash is like, oh, ah, Fortin crashed. Yeah, he did. You know, the first one mm-hmm. in four months. But um, because it's a new machine, obviously more people were interested to see the crash um, and, and probably made a lot bigger deal out of it than they needed to be. Uh, uh, it happens, man. Crashes happen. Yeah, and you know, you know, Mike, and don't I don't want you to take me the wrong way because you are a polarizing person, and what I mean by that is, you've got some people that have gotten in touch with me that just love you to death, and you've got some people that have gotten in touch with me that think just the opposite yeah. of that. You know, I mean, well, the, the the thing is, I mean, if, if you're trying to get to that, that's fine, and and I will respond to that all day long. Um, right. There's people out there who have been supporters of, of Mike Fortin for a very, very long time. They've stuck That's with evident. me. Uh, yep. They've always supported me in everything I've done, um, you know, whatever it may be. Have I said some stupid stuff on the forums, you know, uh, six, seven years ago when I was a new guy who didn't know my ass from my elbow, didn't realize that this was such a small community? And Come on now, that hasn't that hasn't changed, has it? Well, I, um, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Here, here's the deal. I, I, I will voice my opinion. I am not afraid of confrontation. I am not. Mm-hmm. I don't shy away from it. And I will always speak my mind. And I, I'll always tell someone the truth, um, regardless of, you know, and I say this trying to be as politically correct as I can. Don't worry about that. This well, is the wrong show for political correctness. Well, no, I, I, I want to say it, but I don't want it to get taken in the wrong way, which is which is what so happens. often happens. I, um, yes. You know, I'll say something and it'll be taken in the wrong sense, or I will write something and it will get taken as me being hostile, when in reality it's either, you know, my dry and sarcastic sense of humor, um, but it, of course it doesn't come it doesn't come across on a forum. Or, you know, the written word. It just doesn't. I'm not, you know, I am not by any means, uh, you know, an author of a book who can come across and, and with all this inflection in their writing and say, oh, you know, hey, you know, this is what I really meant. And, you know, no feeling should be hurt by this. I'm not that person. Um, I'll write what I mean. 
and and I'll, I'll and I and that's it, and I'll stick by it. If I'm wrong, and you know Dan or Pinion or whoever was to say, "Hey, Mike, you're wrong, and this is why," then you know what? You're right, and I'm wrong. And I'll always always say, uh, if I've made a mistake or if I'm wrong, I'll always be the first person to say that. Um, again, I'm not I'm not uh, above being wrong. I mean, no one is. So. Right. I think the biggest problem is that, that I've encountered, and even till this day, I mean, I, I still I try to keep a relatively low profile, but for whatever reason, um, you know, I, I do get thrust into things or whatever it may be. And people, some people will do their best to try and try and make whatever I say or do out to be a bad thing. Yeah. And some people will try and, and some people will take it for what it is as, you know, hey, that's Mike being Mike, and he's telling the truth, and you know, he's just saying what's on his mind. Some people don't like people who are brutally honest, um, mm-hmm. and, and it gets taken the wrong way. And you know, I, I can't say to those people that I'm sorry because I'm not. I'm not sorry right. for, for for what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sorry that you took it the wrong way, but I'm not sorry for what I've said. You know, I've been battling with this in this hobby for a long time. There's people that are, and I'm not going to name names because it, it, it's pointless and it doesn't do anything. And and honestly, I'm the type of person who could really, for the most part, I could, and, and, and again, I don't want anyone that's listening to take this the wrong way, but I really could care less. You know, I, I it doesn't affect me. And ultimately, this is a hobby. This is supposed to be a fun thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it it is my, you know, it is my, and I hate to use this as a cushion or anything, but it's my livelihood. Um, it's, it's what I left my career to do. Um, you know, I consider myself a very, very loyal person to the companies and the people who do, and the companies who do right by me and the people who do right by me. I will always, always do my best to defend them or, uh, you know, the products that, that I fly. I'm not going to fly, you know, uh, a product that doesn't work for me. Right. Because I'm going to be the same guy who turns around and says, hey, this product doesn't work for me, and this is why. So, it, you know, again, it, I, I understand that I've probably rubbed some people the wrong way. And, you know, they don't get my sense of humor. But the majority of people who are Mike Fortin haters have never, ever spent time like this even talking to me or – you know, coming up to me at an event or, you know, invoicing their opinion or nothing like that. They've, they've just said from a distance or from behind a keyboard, mostly say, Hey, you know, that Fortin guy, you know, yeah, he's a dick or whatever. And that's fine. That's their opinion of me. They don't know me. They don't. And that's fine. You know, if that's fine, if that's the the attitude and and how they want to be, uh, you know, towards me, that's fine. Does it bother me? Eh, you know, yeah, for a second, you know, but then it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, moving on. Pinion. Yes. You're still with us, yes, I guess. Yes, my friend. What have, what what are your thoughts on the greatness that is Mike Fortin? Well, uh, he's an incredible pilot. Uh, he is an intimidating figure. Uh, yes. He's a large man. So, mm-hmm. and I don't mean he's fat. I'm not saying that. He's, he's no, I am. I am. I am fat ass. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, first of all, I don't want him to whip my ass the next time he sees me. I am a small dog. But, uh, I would no, just like I, to pet you and perhaps, you know, rub my cheeks against your... Yes, you know, no, which cheeks are we talking about, my friend? Because uh, whatever I care for it. But, uh, no, it's, uh, I have not... Uh, I've, I've watched him fly. Uh, he's a great pilot. I watched him work the crowd uh, down uh, in Orlando at the Heli Blowout last year, and he did a good job of working the crowd with the PA. 
uh, and uh, making sure everybody had a good time. Uh, so from that standpoint, he seems like a pretty stand-up uh, guy to pinion. Uh, I'm going to uh, get on his shoulder and make him fly lower and harder and faster the, this December. Uh, if he'll let me, I'll uh, go up there and call for him a couple of flights. Uh, I was actually maybe like two canopies down from him at the Urcha, and uh, I didn't see anybody being hurt or hollered at or anything like that. <laughs> when, they, when they go over to see him, he seemed pretty nice to them, so I think he's a nice guy. So, uh, And he, he is a great pilot. Uh, he's, 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 he's saying, well, you know, I don't fly uh, as – you don't think you're one of the great pilots, but you are, my friend. You're a great pilot, so well, we love so, watching you fly. So, hey, Pinion, if you're gonna yes. go, if you're gonna ride, if you're gonna sit on his shoulder while he's flying, just make sure to bring yes. a barf bag for his next trip, just in case. Yes. <laughs> and I swear to God, Mike, we've got to get that. We've got to get a picture of it. And, and, and if yeah, we do, I'm not going to back up uh, because you're doing a wall of death in front of me. I'm staying right. Oh there no! Well, hey, you know, you can, we, you can grab a camera. And uh, we'll do we'll do a day in the life of Mike Fortin at a fun fly, oh. and we'll see if he can't get me to puke once or twice. Dude, get, yeah. get it? It's the wall of barf. What, everybody <laughs> wants wall to of see barf. the wall of barf. Yeah. Oh, everybody wants to see that. I mean, Come honestly, on. let me let me say, how bad of a guy can I be if I sit here and tell you in front of you know millions and millions of viewers, or maybe a few thousand, that <laughs> I guilty of a little exaggeration. Well, uh, wait, 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 no. At least 46. I mean, look at our Facebook. Yeah. At least 46. <laughs> so, you know, it, I can't be too bad. Of, yeah, I'm 6'6", 275 pounds. I'm still a nice guy. And, you know, how many guys do you know that are that big that are openly going to tell you that they're, you know, just big sissies and puke before they have to go fly in front of their ears? <laughs> so here, here you go, Mike. Mike, come like our Facebook page, and then we'll get everybody that's liked our page to come poke your wall and see if we can get you to barf on your wall. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, nice. That's going to be a running joke. Was... I can just imagine what this is going to what this is going to lead to. <laughs> coming up with every every possible usage of barf in a sentence. That what size be... T-shirt do you wear, my friend? Uh, it depends on on if it's pre-shrunk or not, because I can't wash clothes, so it's anywhere between a two X and a three X, depending on how much I eat that day. Now you might be <laughs> thinking I'm going to send you a pinion T-shirt. But I'm actually, I'm looking here at the Sweet Pea Festival site. <laughs> I want to send you a commemorative T-shirt. Yes. Sweetpeafestival.org. Yes. I lift my leg. It feels very sweet. Yes. It's his passive-aggressive way of marking his territory, Mike. Crop circles, I believe he calls them, isn't it? Yes, I like the crop circles. Yeah, so that was a pretty good interview with Mike Fortman and, uh, and Pinion. Yeah, that went off pretty well. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, like I said in the interview, he's a polarizing guy. There's a lot of guys, people, gals and guys, I guess, that just don't really care for him. Yeah. There's a lot of people that really like him. But I got to tell you, what I found, I found him to be very genuine. What do you think, Al? He fell asleep. Dude, if we should get out the Sharpie and, like, over the Internet, draw a penis on his cheek. Here, hang on a second. Watch your ear. I'm going to see if I can wake him up. Callum. <laughs> Dude, he fell asleep on our show. <laughs> night, night. 
<laughs> sweet dreams, sweetheart. Uh, that's funny. Fuck you. <laughs> ah, ah, he's awake. There he is. <laughs> you having nice dreams over there? Are you Are you dreaming about crumpet tea, tea and crumpets? Nah, I was dreaming about Mike Fortin. Were you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> so now that you're awake, what'd you think of the interview, Callum? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a good interview. Cool. I'm I'm pleased. I I enjoyed talking with him, and hopefully we'll be able to get him on some more. Mm. Good times. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Real Flight Six. We did get a listener email that kind of has a little bit to do with simulators and. Um, it's from a listener named Mike, and I'll read this real fast, just the question part. With the flying season coming to a halt, obviously I'll be doing a lot of simming. I do have a question that maybe Rob and Callum could answer. I try to fly the 450 Phoenix version 3 sim, but it's too damn small. My real 450 is easier to see when I fly it uh, in the same manner as the sim. So my question is, would it be a bad habit to fly a larger heli in the sim? I use the sim for orientation practice, but can't really tell if there's a huge difference between flying the 450 in real life or flying the 600 in the sim. Maybe you could elaborate. What do you think, Callum? Well, first off, you can zoom in on this simulator. Um, you can adjust how far you, you can zoom in. So if, you, if you're finding it a bit too small, you can zoom in and see it better. Um, yes, there, there are differences between uh, 450 and a 600. However, um, if you're doing it for orientation purposes, if you can hover a 600, and um, if you, you know, if you can do that pretty, pretty well, then I, I see no reason why you can't hover a 450 um, in which orientation you like. Yes, the 450 will be, you know, more unstable than a 600. However, you can always. Um, Dialing Expo, um, more heavier blades, for example, or flybar weights, and you can really turn it down to be quite stable. I say, yeah, if, if you're finding a 450 a bit of a problem in the simulator, then I see no reason why you can't uh, choose a 600. I would agree. In fact, I I think that uh, I think the smaller the helicopter in the sim you fly, for me anyway, I think I find it more challenging, simply from a, a visual standpoint. Oh, as definitely. Far as from learning uh, orientations in the sim. I, I really don't know if it's going to make a difference in translating that to real life, but I, I am of the impression that that not much, for me anyway, again, this is just me, not much of what I learn translates really well from the sim to real life. The only thing I feel the simulator does for me is ingrain some muscle memory or you know muscle memory on my fingers. That's I really don't feel like the simulator at this point in my flying is really helping me nail specific maneuvers in real life. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And another thing um, with regards to model size in Phoenix, um, I kind of have to agree because you know there's one for me the simulators work wonders. Um, I mean. I mentioned on uh, when the interview with Colin Bell, you know, I took 
pretty much everything from Phoenix and took it to the real world. But one thing was depth perception and how big the model was. Um, you know, how how big you see the model on the screen is totally different to what you see in real life. Um, uh, and that can, you know, that affects my flying as well. <laughs> so what do you think, Rob? Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. I just like I just like how he quits that all that stuff he was gonna say and he's just like, Nah, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I was expecting an elaborate detailed uh, dissertation on the yeah. finer finer points of s- simulator use. Seminology. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's Sim- yeah. No, you know, I think I fly the T V R on Phoenix when I'm flying. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I use a bigger one, it's fine. You know, yeah. it it works fine for me. So, yeah, I, I generally, I generally do fly a bigger one. I generally fly like the Avant Aurora or something like that. But occasionally I'll fly like the Raid 450. Um, yeah. But mm. it for me it's it's um, you know I have a hard time with the two dimensional aspect of the sim and and just seeing things. So I, I mean I I don't disagree that it's a valuable tool, but in my experience it's just not it doesn't. It doesn't seem to be as valuable as everybody yeah. kind of makes it sound, you know. Right, right. And that, and that's true. Uh, it does the simulator doesn't work for everyone. Um, I uh, I saw a, a video interview of Alan Zabo um, Jr. and said himself, you know, he, he doesn't get on with the simulator. He crashes more in the simulator than anything else. Um, so for me, well, you know, it's funny, Callum, but you might remember this. You sent me. Uh, a file, a game file called Geometry Wars. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. That game has nothing to. It's not a helicopter, but it has helped me with my spatial awareness of flying more than any simulator that I've flown to date. Mm-hmm. Geometry Wars, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's just this really incredible game where you really have to pay attention to what's going on all the way around you and still maintain your orientation, so to speak. Uh-huh. And one thing, I, that's the thing, like, the game is so simple, um, it's just, it, it is just like, um, what do you call it, oh, it's like Asteroids, I mean, a few, a few months back, at the start of the year, I used to be hooked on that game, I used to play that game, whew, hours straight, and all it was, I had music on the background, and, um, for me, um, when I fly in real life, I don't always, I look at two things, uh, I, I look at the model and I look at the ground and the same as in the game in the game I never look I'm, I just look at the whole game as a picture yes. mm-hmm. I never follow I never follow the uh, the little um, uh, the little rocket thing I don't follow the what's if it's coming close so I've got to move I look at the picture as a whole and it's the same as like flying um, if I'm doing like some low smackdown flying, it's generally I'm looking at the model and I'm looking at the ground. Um, more so when I'm doing autos, um, I've always got my eye on the landing where I want to land, you know, the landing target, and I've always got my eye on the uh, the, the the model. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, well, you, that, that's kind of what I you know what I liked about it is it kind of teaches you to kind of clear your mind and just focus on what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, what I, I kind of wanted to tie this, we kind of went off a little bit, but I kind of wanted to tie that question into the the Real Flight 6 that's coming out. 
And earlier, before we started recording, we had a little discussion going about the differences between Real Flight and and um, Phoenix. And Callum was expressing how he really appreciates Real Flight in that he can completely manipulate the helicopter to do to make it feel more real to him. Mm-hmm. Well, it not so much more real. I just like how they use um, you know the term and knowledge. Well. I don't know how to explain it. Um, they use, uh, they have the uh, order settings there that you'd find on a, on a real helicopter. For example, they go in depth, so the scale is like what you find in in real life. I mean, the servo speed scale is in in servo speed scale, whereas on Phoenix, the higher the number is the faster the servo, the faster response. Where in real life, the higher the number, the more slower the servo. Um, but I. And I, I just like how I can make a change to to something like swash plate phasing, for example. I mean, there's a, there's a swash plate phase option there. Add a few degrees and see what it does. Same with blade delta and delta of the head. Um, and it really goes in depth. I mean, the gyro setting, if you if you load up a model or something and look in the gyro, you've got gyro sense direction. Um, you've got... Um, acceleration, deacceleration, things you'd find on a real gyro, and it simulates that, that aspect. So if I want, for example, if I reverse the gyro sense in in, in, um, in real flight, go flight, you know, I'll be doing a, <laughs> a pretty fast pirouette. So I just like how it, it simulates that kind of uh, aspect of it. It feels more real in, you know, not to mention having fun, just Fucking generally fucking around with the model and see what it does, you know. Yeah, for the me, the simulator is just—it's just kind of a tool that I can use, and and I kind of like things just to plug and play, and I just don't particularly care for the way the helicopter feels in real flight to me when it's just straight out loaded up and go. But I don't mind the way it feels in Phoenix, so that's why I end up—I've got both of them, mm. but I, I always end up with 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 Phoenix when it comes to that, sim. Yeah. I guess with, I mean, Phoenix is a good product. And, you know, Real Flight is brilliant. I, I prefer Real Flight, um, apart from, you know, the graphics aren't really up to par with it. I think the graphics engine is slightly old, so it, it runs slightly sluggish. But for me, Real Flight has some key advantages. Um, I mean, when I fly in Phoenix, for me, it's too easy. I can just go out and do a lot of stuff. I, I can do these switch reversal pirouette flips, fucking the the whole lot. I can be two inches off the deck doing stuff. I, I you know I come real flight, but it simulates drag. It simulates. I, I, it feels like it simulates drag a lot more realistic than Phoenix does. You know the tail stalls. You can stall the tail. Um, you know, you, you can you can change. You know, if you if you slam the stick from negative straight to positive, you see the the machine violently shake, bog, and you, you know. And with Phoenix, I just find it's too instant. It reacts way too quick. There's no, it's like there's no there's no force. There's no there's no physics. You know, to how the model reacts. Yeah. Um. I I, I mean. I just don't, I, and that's just something I kind of look for because, from, you know, I know the stick controls, but I don't know how sometimes the model reacts in, in um, how it would react in real life. I mean, there's been times where I've been doing flips and stuff in real life, and phasing has caught me off guard, you know, and I've come out at a weird angle, 
or I've done some hard 3D manoeuvre and it's bogged the engine and it's killed the engine, you know, and I feel like if I'd have learnt in um, real flight more often, that that would have taught me that, you know, that it might react like that, you know. Yeah. But that's my take on it. But I just feel when you become an advanced flyer, you, you, you pick up on it more. We did get some listener. We got a lot of emails from you guys. Now, we know that you know how to email us because we got a lot of emails from you guys for the late giveaway. So, well, I didn't get an email. You didn't get any, any at all? No. They don't like me. In fact, let me check. I'll, I'll, I'll check. Well, now's not a good time to let me know you got some Blade Maverick giveaway emails. <laughs> uh, I, I, let me double check. I, I don't think I have. Uh, uh, sending your opening inbox. No, no, no one likes me. Talk a lot to you here. <laughs> Everybody send Callum some mail. Send him a send him a love letter. Let him know he's yeah. kind of appreciated. Yeah. Fax him some scones. You know, <laughs> he's, he's he's like our mentally challenged cousin. We like to let him know he's loved. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> so anyway, guys, email us, dankreedmsn.com or dan at rchelionation.com. Rob at rchelionation.com. Yes. And then he has his front porch. Got to check that out. There's a link to that in his bio on our webpage. Callum on the Internet. All you, need to know. Yeah, you see, that's why our listener base does not know how to email us because <laughs> I mean they're like, um, um, yeah, right. So basically, you can get in touch with me if you do so desire to um, at Callum at rchelionation.com. That's correct. Or yes. you can perf my website that is currently hosted by rchelionics.co.uk. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your blog is just too complicated. You <laughs> can't even save yourself. I was going to say .com, but it's a .co.uk URL. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, um, just it's uh, it's Calum uh, on I the would, internet. Uh, it's easy. Uh, no, it, yeah, but they'll probably get some gay porn shoved up or something. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, you can uh, PMS most of the forums. Dan K. Reed, uh, Rob would be next gen. Calum yep. would probably be Calum. Is that correct, Calum? Yes. Yes, yes correct. I, I mostly reside on RC Heli Addicts, um, uh, but you can always find me on uh, Run Rider and Heli Freak. Um, oh, and you can always you can always hit me up on Skype, or you can always just uh, oh, and Facebook. You could attach a letter to a dove and let it fly. That might get that'll get to him too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, one quick thing I'd like to mention before we head out uh, really fast. Uh, kudos to you guys at uh, RC Heliatics. I saw that you collectively gathered up enough money to get Dan Taylor some video equipment. Uh, as we all know, he puts out some excellent videos. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so we look forward to seeing and, what with that. Um, a big shout-out as well to his um, production company um, he has running, Um so if you need any videos, you need editing or some some work, some 3D animation that needs doing, be sure to check out his, um, you know, be sure to get in contact with him. Um, Lynx Productions, I think is his company name, but they will be in the show notes. They are in Facebook too. They're in Facebook. Yes, Facebook. So. All right, guys. Well, that concludes episode number seven. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next bring, week. I could, I, I could bring my other half on. Yeah. <laughs>